This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Corva Coleman. Police in Rochester, New York, have tentatively identified the driver who caused a deadly, fiery crash before dawn on New Year's Day. They say that Michael Avery was driving the car that hit a rideshare vehicle, killing two people inside. The vehicles then plowed into pedestrians, injuring nine others. Avery died last night. Authorities say there were many gasoline canisters discovered in Avery's rented vehicle, and the FBI is assisting in the investigation. But Rochester Police Chief David Smith says they believe he acted alone. Although the motive behind the crime remains unknown, the conversations we've had with his family so far leads us to believe that Avery may have been suffering from possible undiagnosed mental health issues. He says they have not uncovered any information to suggest Avery's actions were motivated by political or social bias. The mayor of Chicago is criticizing Texas Governor Greg Abbott over the governor's decision to move migrants to the Illinois city. Texas Public Radio's Dan Katz reports Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson says Abbott sends the migrants north without warning or coordination. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson says Abbott's actions are sowing the seeds of chaos, with migrants arriving from Texas on buses in the middle of the night with nowhere to go and officials unprepared to help them. Over New Year's weekend, Johnson says migrants have also been arriving via airplanes as part of the Republican governor's plan to transport migrants from Texas to Democratic-led cities. Johnson is asking the federal government for more support so that Chicago's response can be done in a coordinated and humanitarian way. Negotiations continue between the White House and Congress over stricter immigration policy, which Senate Republicans have made a condition in order to provide aid to Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. I'm Dan Katz in San Antonio. Japanese authorities say yesterday's swarm of earthquakes has killed at least 55 people. That number is expected to grow because rescuers are still looking for victims trapped in the rubble of buildings. The BBC's Jean McKenzie is near the quake's epicenter in western Japan and says thousands of homes are wrecked. Sirens filled the air as rescue workers tried desperately to reach the worst-hit areas where people are trapped under their collapsed homes. Some dead, others, it's hopes, still alive. Ruptured roads are making it difficult to reach the remote northern tip of the Noto Peninsula on the west coast where the earthquake struck. Japan's Prime Minister Fumio Kishida admitted help had been slow and information scarce. As we got closer to the epicentre, the destruction was magnified. Old wooden houses lay splintered, collapsed. The people on this peninsula have lived through many an earthquake, but have never felt tremors of this magnitude. The BBC's Jean McKenzie reporting. On Wall Street, the Dow is up 10 points. This is NPR. Fighting continues in Gaza between the Israeli military and Hamas militants. The Israeli military has said it will pull some of its troops out of central Gaza, but it is still bombing sites in northern Gaza and in the southern part of the enclave. Health authorities in Gaza say well over 21,000 Palestinians have been killed in the nearly three months of fighting. The leader of a South Korean opposition party has been stabbed by an assailant. The suspect has been detained and charged with attempted murder. The attack comes ahead of general elections in April. NPR's Anthony Kuhn reports from Seoul. 
E.J. Myung, chairman of the main opposition Democratic Party, was speaking to reporters at the construction site of a new airport in the southern port city of Busan. The assailant posed as E's supporter and tried to get his autograph. He then lunged at E and stabbed him in the neck before being arrested on the spot. E was taken to a local hospital, bleeding but conscious. President Yoon Song-yeol, who narrowly beat Yi in 2022 elections, said such an attack could not be tolerated under any circumstances. Yi's predecessor, opposition leader Song Yong-gil, was also injured in a 2022 attack by an assailant wielding a blunt instrument. Anthony Kuhn, NPR News, Seoul. Somebody has won the lucrative Powerball. The Powerball lottery says the winning ticket was sold in Michigan. The jackpot was more than $842 million. Lotto officials say it is the fifth largest Powerball jackpot won and the tenth largest jackpot ever won in the U.S. I'm Corva Coleman, NPR News, from Washington.